Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and uh, we've got a great show today. I'm joined in studio with not my normal co-host. I actually have Brie Larson sitting in because we have another special guest, Sean Bevere, who is the educational specialist at Elkhart uh, Juvenile Detention Center, and we're super excited to have both of you on the show today. Well, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Seth. I love hopping on. So, um, if you just tuned into the show, I want to encourage uh, our listening audience, like, what is this show all about? Go to fivestarlife.org, learn more about the mission, the impact, and the ways that you can get involved. Um, we'll talk in the next uh, few minutes about the mission and how we're impacting kids, specifically kids who get into trouble. Um, Sean, I want to I want to dive into this program and, and just start by. Uh, asking you a question. Um, okay. You're working with kids at the Elkhart Juvenile Detention Center. How how did you come to you know come into that position? Well, honestly, it was a surprise because I worked in private school education my entire life, and circumstances came about where I was no longer going to be working in the private school sector, and I started looking for jobs. And what I was surprised at is I was searching for jobs where I could work with youth that have been underserved. And I ended up landing a job with Elkhart County in the, in the uh, juvenile probation department. And I loved that job because I could work with parents and their children. And I was sort of used to that as an administrator uh, in a school. So that was going great, but this position came open to be the teacher or the education specialist in the juvenile detention center. And well, education's my whole training. So I applied for the job and got it. And so that's how I ended up at the, at the detention center. But working with underserved youth is something that actually is, it was probably something that got into my heart about 10 or 12 years ago. And it just took me about 10 or 12 years to actually figure it out and, and act on it. Interesting. When you say it, when you say it 10 or 12 years ago, it was the first time it got into your heart. Explain that. So I read a book, I read a couple books. I was preparing uh, to put on a conference uh, about poverty around the world. And so I read a couple books, and I learned the definition of justice is getting people what they deserve. Mm -hmm. And that, that threw me, because justice to me was, you do something wrong, you get penalized for it. Yeah. But justice is, if you need something to eat and you're starving, I need to get you food. Mm -hmm. If you need shelter and you have no means to get, get it, I need to help you get it. Now, if you're a threat to society, a threat to yourself, I need to help you get that help also. So that's justice, and, mm. and that just really resonated in my mind and my heart, and eventually circumstances came where I got a chance to jump right in. I love that definition, um, g getting people what they, what they deserve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's so interesting. I mean, you work with a population... Uh, five Star Life works with uh, kids from a variety of diverse 
backgrounds, right? So, so we work with kids that are uh, come from very well-to-do families, all the way to kids that are in you know abject poverty and have no support and are traumatized, right? So we see it all. The, the thing that's so interesting about what you're saying, where this got into your heart, there's something about when you're exposed, whether it's reading through literature, through experience, when you experience people who are almost invisible mm. to mm. society, that there's this moment where you have to either take it in or to keep going. Yes. And if you pause laws long enough to, to, to follow and let it into your heart, it's transformational and then you're forced to do something about what you now know. Yeah, yeah. Transformational is a great word. Uh, that just means change, right? That's caterpillar to butterfly. So, okay, wow. I've got to do something now. I can't just say something. Matter of fact, there are days I go home from work and I think, I get paid to do this. I need to be thinking about how I do this when I'm not getting paid. Like this is just mm-hmm. part, it's got to be part of me. It's got to be part of my family. And, and if it's not, then maybe it's just a job, right? It's, it's got to be something that, that is just how you think about the world. That knowledge piece of like learning about other people and their poverty and what they deserve, that can be really heavy, a really heavy burden when mm. you come across that knowledge yeah. of what's happening in the world. How do you deal with that heavy burden? <laughs> That's a great question. I was not on the pre-question. Uh, nope, so sorry that, about that know, one. That one was for ball. free. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Bree. <laughs> um, well, uh, just to kind of bridge to a five-star life, Yeah. what we're trying to teach the youth is that they make choices. Mm-hmm. Real simple. Today we had a kiddo who just got in a bad headspace. He's sitting mm-hmm. in front of his computer, and all of a sudden his head is down. And we have about any anywhere from... 10 to 15 kids in the classroom at any given day. And so it's easy to track and he's got his head down. So I go up and I talk to him and he's like, I just can't take it. And I said, well, he didn't really want to talk too much about it. But I said, listen, I I guess I'm going to be back in about three or four minutes because I can't have you just sit in the classroom and have your head down. And there's some things going on in the detention center that's affecting his emotions. I come back to him and I said, listen, you can take a time out. That's totally your choice. Or you can do something courageous it, which is do your schoolwork, even though you don't feel like it. <clears throat> and he said, I just can't stay. I need to take a time out. But when he left, he said, I want to go and misbehave so I can get on room confinement and just stay in my room. But here's the cool part. He did not. He went mm-hmm. to his room, calmed himself down, and was able to return to the class. And so mm-hmm. he, even though he didn't do something courageous right there in the classroom, he did something courageous overall. But I think the, the question that you asked was, what do I do with that? Well, I have, to, I have to realize that I didn't cause the problem. I'm just there to help offer a solution. And mm-hmm. they have choices to make as we offer them solutions. Yeah. And uh, I heard one person say this. It's a, you didn't cause the darkness that they're in. Your job is just to bring some light to the situation. And I was like, okay. And I can, if I can do that, I can sleep okay at night. Yeah. That's really important because you hear about, you know, uh, I think it's called, is it called compassion fatigue? Yeah. Um, where people, you know, who are yeah. in service positions, yeah. whether they're educators like yourself yeah. or in public schools, they're just exhausted because 
they let that spirit or that presence or that thing mm. that the family, the kid is dealing with just kind of, you know, grip their, their, their whole being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're overwhelmed and then they're no, they're no use to anybody. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and that's a real, it's a real thing. So I, I love the way you look at that, that, you know, it's a great perspective. Just my, my job is to, to literally just give them the opportunity. They mm. can take that or not take it. It also is helpful so that you, it, this, this gets so personal. Mm. Yeah. Right. Cause you're fighting for these people. Yeah. And it can feel very personal, like they're personally rejecting you. I mean, especially with educators, it's like it's <laughs> it's not personal. They they've got a whole world over here that's following them into this room. Yes. So it's very very powerful. Um, you know, one of the things I failed to talk about in the intro was you know, Sean, you're one of the reasons we asked you to come on our show is we have a great partnership with five star life. So you're implementing our video curriculum mm-hmm. with kids on a, on a weekly basis. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I love how you mentioned do something courageous. And I think probably people in the audience, most people would think, well, how is like doing your score courageous? That doesn't make sense. But for people who are familiar with five star, they would know, well, the definition of courage that five star gives is having the strength to do what's right you know, rather than what's popular or comfortable. Yeah. Yep. It takes some courage to, to fight through and do hard things. Yep. yep. So, so I love that. And I love the kid understood what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got to take just a, a quick commercial break. Um, before we, before we do, I, I want to, I want you to come back and be thinking on the break. What is the number one issue that the kids you're working with are struggling with. This is going to be a great a great question to dive into when we come back right after this. On the break, go to 5starlife.org to learn more, get involved, to volunteer, to donate. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the 5 Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at 5starlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in the studio. We have some special guests. We have our very own Brie Larson, our curriculum specialist here at Five Star Life, and also a special guest, one of our Five Star Life partners at the Elkhart Juvenile Detention Center, Sean Bevere, who's the educational specialist there. Sean, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here. It's been a lot of fun so far. Can't wait to hear what Bree has to come up with next. <laughs> <laughs> she threw you a curveball. Curve and if you just tuned in and you're not familiar with Five Star Life, we're on a mission to change the face of sports, of education, of culture. And the research at the core of the best research out there, the best practices say if you want to move the needle in a kid's life, you have to get to their core operating system, their mindset. And for the last 18 years, that's what Five Star Life has been doing. You can go to fivestarlife.org to learn more and to get involved. So before the break, Sean, I was asking you a question. What is the number one issue that the kids you work with struggle with? That's kind of a loaded question. It is. And, it, and uh, what do we got? A couple hours to talk about this one issue. But the, the word I would choose is relationships. So you go mm-hmm. back about 30 plus years, and I think it was the University of Cincinnati, did a ton of research in the juvenile justice system, and they kind of figured out either they were dealing with new problems or what they were doing wasn't working. And they identified what 
we all would agree on, we would know without doing the research, but this is what they discovered. Kids who have uh, antisocial, when I say antisocial, not like the uh, psychological definition, but mm -hmm. in the societal rules that we all agree on are good to keep order. That's what they're, they, kids who don't have that kind of thinking, they have the thinking of I'm gonna do what I wanna do when I wanna do it. So that kind of thinking, not having um, good peers to hang out with, not having good parental supervision, having models in their lives, mentors in their lives who are doing those wrong things. That's what they discovered were all the problems. And so the juvenile justice system over the last 30 years, and, and not, in every, not in every state, but in Indiana, they've focused the attention on how do we address those risk factors. And when I looked at those risk factors, the thing that jumps out at me the most is relationships. If they could find healthy relationships and replace those poor relationships, that's gonna make a huge shift in the way they think and in the way they behave. Uh, you gotta get to their thinking, because uh, we can address their behavior, right? I can always do something on the outside to make them stop or, or whatever, but to get them to really act differently, you've gotta get them to really think, okay, what do I need to do? And it's so fun to listen to, it, it happened today. We were, um, we use Five Star Life, uh, it's in our class schedule every day. We take some portion of the class day Occasionally, we get thrown a curveball and we can't do the schedule. But most days, we talk about uh, five star life and, and those va those values. And I heard a, uh, a resident yesterday or the day before. He said, "When I get out of here, it was actually this morning. I'm sorry about that." Is he said, "When I get out of here, I got to get new friends." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Yes, mm -hmm. yes, you do." Mm -hmm. And and that's because he's realizing the staff that he's around on a regular basis, because even though he doesn't want to be there, he's realizing, I got to make some changes if I never want to come back here, if mm. I want to be successful. So uh, I would just say relationships, changing the relationships from negative ones to positive ones. And sometimes that's almost impossible because you go to court and you get put on probation and you go back to the same neighborhood and the same home life. And sometimes, you know, I mean, there's some parents out there in fairness to them that are just doing a great job with everything they they can they're doing what they can and they're doing a good job but you're fighting against the neighborhood you're fighting against the mindset you're fighting against culture and you know a lot of times there's these kiddos are coming from homes that are not ideal um you know a lot of times there's no dads and mm. even if there is everybody's working hard just to make the bills right get paid and so much pressure so much stress yeah um, so much anxiety and, and relationships are so core. When we started Five Star Life uh, 18 years ago, early on, we came across some research that supported what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, there's research that says that we are hardwired mm. as humans to be connected relationally. That is impossible to, th to reach that thriving point without relationships. Mm -hmm. And so you're working with kids that they're not thriving, they're surviving yep. because they don't have the right relationships. Yeah. And, you know, for our listening audience, you think about the place you work at, you think about how you met your spouse, think about all the key relationships and how you came into those relationships. It was through someone else. Right. It was through another good connection, another good network. Someone brought you to your spouse, to your job. It's, it's amazing how they're, it's all predicated on relationships. Yeah. So we are where we are and even who we are, largely because of those relationships. Yeah, well said. It, it, and so it, it's it's a it's a key component. 
I was talking to a group of parents from St. Joe County in our, we have the SNAP leadership program over there for uh-huh. kids that were trying to keep out of det- detention. Okay. And um, I, I was asking just the parents, I asked this question. I said, how many of you have someone in your life that values you and is there to help push you into a five-star life. Like they believe in you and they're propelling you to be your best, the best version of yourself. There were so many parents that said, I have nobody in my life. Wow. And, and, and this is the cycle. This is the great yep. cycle of the people I'm now referring to as the invisible people of society. Mm-hmm. They're the most beautiful people that want to grow. Um, we're watching them latch onto it, but in your, you're dealing with their kids. It's generational. That's not a that's not a new concept. Year years ago, I read in the Bible it said that the sins of the father we passed on to the third and fourth generation. And mm-hmm. I was a young, I was a teenager, I think, maybe when I read that, and I went, I don't even understand what that means. I now totally, you do. I totally get now it. you do. Totally mm-hmm. understand it. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. And it's so e- it's so easy to be the shell answer man and say, well, they need to do this. They need to do that. I don't know why they don't just get a job. I don't know why they just don't just stop doing that. Like it's all so easy when we're up and up at this elevated place. Right. Yes. And, um, but, but here's something I learned personally. And and then I think this is the perspective of a lot of people, unless you're going to get down in the river with me, Mm -hmm. unless you get down the water, like, like don't tell me what to do from the riverbank, like get in there with me and help me out. Yeah. And I think that's the crucial role you're playing mm-hmm. and the role five star life is trying to prepare to prepare everybody we can with the tools so that we can pull kids out of the water. And that's the true definition of empathy. If you are familiar at all with the work of Brené Brown, she talks about that is empathy. Sympathy is when you're out of there in an elevated surface looking down into the pit on other people and saying, oh man, it looks bad down there. But empathy is really climbing down into the pit with people, sitting in that pit with them, which is what you're doing, Sean, over at the detention center. You're sitting in the pit with these kids and you're helping them to understand what got them there, and then you're giving them a ladder to get them out. Mm. It's. Uh, I'm glad you said that. We actually had this talk recently about the detention center. Oh, you work at the detention center. The stigma. Yeah, the stigma mm-hmm. that goes with that. And um, frankly, they've done a nice job on the inside. I mean, it still looks like a detention center on the inside, but it's what we're working with. When you get into the pit, you find out on the outside – these are just teenagers. That's right. I've been kids. working with teenagers my whole life. Yeah, They're just teenagers. Kids are kids are kids are kids. They're able to learn. They, unfortunately, to some degree, believe they don't. So we spend a lot of time in the classroom saying, I say this with a clear conscience. I say, I've never met a dumb kid. Never mm-hmm. met one. That's right. So there's not a dumb kid in here. What you might have done is turn the switch off because you couldn't do it. And so you gave up too soon. But I'm telling you, everybody in this room has the ability to learn. And so we're going to go back to where you left off, whether that was third grade or sixth grade, we're going to pick it up from there. And so when you get into the pit, it's not nearly as bad as you think because what you find in the pit is people. <laughs> and you realize they're just wearing different clothes or they're just, they've had a different background and experience. And I, I, I'm sure with a five-star, you guys do this all the time. If I was, I didn't choose where I was born, right? You didn't either. 
if I was born in the exact same circumstances, in the exact same situation, with the exact same things going on around me, I learned that because I had good relationships that said, don't do that. And then when I did it, I got consequences. I would, I would be in the, probably the exact same situation a lot of these kids are in. So It's why we refer to you know, situations like that. Like we say, that kid is a product of their environment. Yes, right. Well, I, Right? Yeah. We, it, go ahead. It, which is so true. But the cool thing about people like you and what, what Brene Brown, what Bree's talking about, we're not just going into the pit and sitting there and staying there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, you've had some brutal circumstances, right? Brutal environment, toxic environment, right? Yeah. That shaped you. Now, let's give you the tools so that you can, you can understand you don't have to be a victim of your environment. Mm. You can start to make choices to be whoever you want to be because now we're going to be that light. Mm-hmm. We're going to be that ladder. We're going to show you how to take steps to move up and out. Yes. And, yeah. and, and I think that's the big thing because there's this everything has become so political in our country right now. And it's like, well, it's an entitlement program. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. It's like, well, there are entitlement programs, but... At some point, somebody has got to provide the tools to give them the hope, the steps, the practical ways to break through. And that's what you're doing. And that's what Five Star Life is, is, is helping kids do. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. All right. We got to take another break. We'll be right back after this. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio today by a couple special guests, our very own Brie Larson, our curriculum specialist here at Five Star Life. Welcome, Brie. Hey, thanks for having me. As well as uh, one of our Five Star Life partners from the uh, Elkhart Juvenile Detention Center, uh, the educational specialist there is Sean Bevere. Sean, welcome. Hey, thanks a lot. It's been a a blast. uh, I'm I can talk like about this stuff all day long. So thanks for having well, me. Well, you know, we're so excited to have you on because it's been, you know, Five Star Life has worked with public schools for 18 years, mm. but just have worked with kids on probation and detention centers for the last three and a half years. So, so this has been very, I don't know, it's been, you talked about in the opening segment about how you let this into your heart. Something mm-hmm. got into your heart for kids like this. Right. And I think I've always had a hurt for kids like this. Mm-hmm. We've never had the weight or the connection to to start. And so this has been a joy to me. And, and one of the reasons I want to have you on is because so many of these kids, um, and people say the same thing about people who are incarcerated, like adults. They're just forgotten. Mm. They're, they're just absolutely forgotten. These kids are their families are often invisible in our communities. Like most people have no clue how people are living, living and the suffering that, that that's happening. Right. So uh, anyways, thanks for joining us. I want to jump in because, because I think we've gotten through two out of the seven questions. Um, 
t- t- tell our audience a little bit what Five Star Life looks like in detention for you. Okay, so when I got the job, I inherited Five Star Life. And I looked at the poster that was on the, there's a tiny little poster, this like uh, eight and a half by 11 on the desk, taped and torn. I was like, Five Star Life. I think I've heard of this because I've been in Elkhart County for sure. about five or six years. Like, I think I've heard of this. And I read the character qualities. I'm like, this is going to be easy to put in class because I believe this stuff already and uh, teach it, you know, through not so clearly like the, like Five Star does. So I took that. And I sat down with uh, one of the other teachers or two other teachers that worked there. And I sat down and I said, what does this look like in the classroom? How do we make this work? And so what we developed was an incentive program. Because incentives, well, going and putting in a good day's work and getting a paycheck, that gives a person some dignity. It gives Absolutely. Them, it actually reveals their dignity because everyone has dignity. And so we do this incentive program, and it's all based on um, – the core values that you teach in Five Star. So anytime that we instruct in the classroom on behavior or on attitude, we go right back to one of those. Mm-hmm. And and so as they b- build incentives, and, and the way we... Uh, let me go back, sorry. The first thing we make them do is we give them a sheet that has all five of the values on there and their definitions. And I say, your first job is to handwrite that right underneath the definitions. Now, we have a big poster now on the back wall yeah. uh, that uh, is easy to see, and we've, we've referred to it often. But I said, you're handwriting them, and tomorrow when you come to class, because it's your first day in class, tomorrow when you come to class, you have to recite one of those. Ooh. I said, I would, I would choose respect because it's the easiest definition on there, and you probably learned it when you were in kindergarten, but you're going to recite that uh, when you come. And I make them stand up. I make them get balanced. I have them look me in the eye, which is very uncomfortable for some of them. Oh, yeah. I, I make them put their hands at their side. I said, you can't be playing with your hair. You can't be dancing around. And I said, what I'm teaching you is a life skill. You're going to need this. Mm. And I give them examples of when it doesn't go well, when you don't do it that way, and when you do. And so and we talk about what are the practical applications. Where are you going to use that? When are you going to do this? So five Five Star is not about... A curriculum. It's about tools to help them be successful in life. So, so we just so after they do all five of them, they earn tickets in the incentive program, and and they love that because then they can spend it on stuff that that we provide for them. And so you memorize it, and then we talk a lot about this. It is only going to work if you use it. I have a sawzall in my garage. And I have to explain to them what that is. And I said, it's the most awesome tool I wish I'd have known about 40 (laughs) years ago. I said, it's such a cool tool. But it is useless unless I plug it in and put a sharp blade in and then go at the the task that I'm about. So this five-star stuff is awesome, but it will only work to help you make changes in your life if you want to. Mm. We talk about that a lot. So in the classroom, you're required to apply it. The next step is, what are you doing in the pod, you know, at night? In the you know when you're talking to each other when you're t- t- talking to staff in, in the pod is where they live when they're yeah, out of that's, school yeah that's where the rooms detention. are all the rooms yeah. yeah that's called the pod and they have tables and chairs in there for eating and things like that and they have a TV so but when they go to their rooms that's just referred to as the pod and yep. then lastly and this is a new phrase I've learned uh, when you're on the outs when you get out of here this is going to help you change mm-hmm. and what we're looking for is results right and one of our teachers ran into a former resident out in at a store 
On the outs. On the outs, that's right. <laughs> and the resident is still on probation and going through programming and all of that, doing their job. And they were so excited to see the, the teacher. And they just rambled on and on and on with the teacher. And then they held up their wrist and showed the five-star bracelet that we give them when they leave, if they want it. We also print out a card with the five-star values on them. Uh, mm -hmm. So they can take that. And we got it laminated and all that. I mean, we got ordered it, whatever. And and they said, uh, I don't want to get this quote wrong. Um, he said, I think about five star every day because I want to change. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was a good story. Holy cow. And so, and we get calls every once in a while. Like a, a kid who was here recently called and said, called our uh, we give them our email. When they leave, we give them our email and the classroom phone number. We cannot contact them, but if they contact us, we're allowed to respond. And one of the former residents wants to go to church with the, you know, where the teacher goes to church just because they, they want to make changes. Mm. And, and Five Star mm. is a big part in them seeing, wait, I, I want to and I can. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's, again, it all goes back to relationships. Yeah. And uh, this is this is why I, I wanted you to come on the show. People need to hear because there's so much bad news in the media. Yeah, right. Right. There's just bad news everywhere, and it's like I want people to hear from Sean, uh, Sean yeah, Sean Bevere, yeah. and I want them to hear how you are putting your heart and soul into changing kids' lives mm. and teaching them. People have no clue what's going on. These are the like you, you are a hero, and I don't, you don't want to hear that, but it's true. I get a cape. <laughs> well, you, you wear one every day to work. No, I'm I, I'm I'm serious. This is the excite. This is why I have so much hope for our country, and what our mission is is how do we scale this and do this? And it's fun because people like you are willing to help share your experience and help others, which we're going to do more of that here in the future. All right, that 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 is so encouraging, Sean. Thanks for for sharing that. Um, I, I want to throw a question out there. Um, one of the questions I, I asked you uh, in writing before this in preparation was, what do you wish that the, the public knew about the kids that you work with? Which is a great question. And it was like, oh, I got to really think about this and I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> and then I got, and, and this doesn't happen often, I got a really good idea. I told the kids, <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Coach Seth wants to know. Um, and for those of you on the podcast, Coach Seth comes over to the detention center every couple months to connect with the kids and spend about an hour with with each uh, group of kids that we work with. So thank you very much for doing that. Oh, um, it's really my, appreciate my it. joy. And Bree comes as well. So I'll give her the props too. Right? Oh, thanks. thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but here's what they said. Um, and I'm going to try to... Man... Should have, been at, should have been break time. What are you doing over there? It's, it's, uh, it's real. Yeah, it is real. And I'm a big softy, so it makes it even worse. So too bad this is being videoed and not just a podcast. If it was a podcast, you'd be like, oh. For those of you just listening, this is, this is a passion of Sean's. Uh, this is heart stuff, which that's what drives change. Yeah, for sure. So and I'm just thinking about this little girl. She shouldn't be at the detention center. She's just too young. But she needs to be there because it's the safest place for her right now. That's what it comes down to, until we can get her services that she really needs. 
But um, I think that's what's triggering my emotion right now. Sure. Because uh, I just have her face in my head. Mm -hmm. um, oh, excuse me. Um, so I said, what do you wish the public knew about you guys? You know, what, what would you tell people? And they said, I wish they knew my past. I wish they knew my history. I wish they knew what I'm good at. We talk a lot in class about the word dignity. And I love putting it on the board because they have no clue what the word means. And to listen to them try to define it is just comical to me. And that's probably not very loving, but that's, it's just inside. I don't laugh at them. <laughs> I'm just thinking, well, they just don't know this word. Not at, uh, just with. That's right. <laughs> Only inside my head. <laughs> but um, because the answers are just, they're just grasping because they've never heard it, right? And so when you tell them it means inherent value, then you have to define inherent, like it's inside of you. And the sure. best definition we found comes from a book by Greg Boyle, who is a priest out in California working with the underserved. And he said one of, he works with gang members and tries to get them opportunities to get out of the gang life. And he said one of the guys described dignity, uh, just described themselves as dusty diamonds. And I've seen a picture of a diamond that's pulled out and it looks like a rock that you'd find in a gravel driveway. But when you know it's a diamond, it automatically changes your mind on what you're thinking about. Because a pebble, I'm going to throw it. A diamond, I'm going to shine it up. It does not look like what you see in the jewelry stores, but once you pour time and effort into it, it becomes something that you can sell in the jewelry store because underneath all that dust, all of that rock on top of it is this beautiful, valuable thing. Mm. And so we talk about that a lot in the class. And so when I asked them that question, it was just so good to hear them say, I want people to know that... I'm valuable. Mm. That means they're getting it. Powerful. We got to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more after this. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth. And uh, this has been just an incredible show. I've got a couple of special guests, our very own Five Star Life uh, curriculum specialist, Bree Larson, and also our uh, one of our great partners, the Elkhart Juvenile Detention Center uh, educational specialist there is Sean Bevere. Welcome to both of you. Uh, we have one more segment, and this is flowing by. I'm not through all the questions, but the last one, um, you know, I asked what do you wish the public knew about the kids you work with? Mm -hmm. And you got really emotional because these kids are your passion, your calling. Mm -hmm. And um, th th they really talked about dignity. Mm -hmm. and, and this is what, this is what I believe. There are so few people, whether you're in detention, whether you're rich or poor, I mean, there's so few people on the planet, probably each one of us can count them on one hand, how many people truly see your value? Mm. 
that truly understand your value and your worth. Yeah. It's, it's just the way, it's, it's the broken world we live in. It's not supposed to be that way. We're, we're supposed to, and we're even wired to see greatness and beauty in everybody mm. and potential and, and to, to have the vision. But we've been so numbed by society that we don't look at people that way. And so the fact that you see those kids that way, they actually can be seen, is so powerful to them. And that's why a lot of what you're doing is getting through because that opens the door. Because within 30 seconds to a minute of meeting somebody, you can you can look in someone's eyes pretty quick and see like something's different here. Like, eh, they don't care. Or this person's different. At first, they're not quite sure. <laughs> but over time, they're like, this person values me. Yeah. What what were some of the other comments kids had when it came to what they wish that the public knew about them? The one that uh, really, I already said it in the last segment, but one I'm good at because so few kids in general have confidence in themselves. And so the fact that there's a, a young kiddo here who probably came out of a situation that wasn't so great and then made some bad decisions that got them in the detention center, recognizes, I am good at some things. Uh, we have a whole board uh, in our room, and it's there with a whiteboard marker, and you can write on it anytime you feel the urge. And what it is is it's messages that are, that are truthful. And it came out of one of the five-star lessons and we decided to put that board up there. And I wish I would have taken a picture of it because I could have read some of the things that mm. are on there. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea that they wish other people knew this about them. Because what they're, what other people see is their bad behavior or their bad attitude right. or their bad reaction to a situation. Like you should, you know. And yes, there's a lot of shoulds that are already past. Sure. But they're past. So now here we are. And, and those kids just want to be known, right? And that, mm-hmm. every, well, everybody does. That's right. Everybody wants to be known. Um, so, but we don't often get to know them because of what we run into on the outside first. And, and, and as a teacher, this is, boy, I wish I, <laughs> they said today, it, was, it happened today in class, talking about age, and I said, well, I'd love to be 22 again, but only with the knowledge I have right now. I don't want to go back to be 22 because <laughs> if I had known at 22 as a teacher, what I know now, it would have been, my students would have way benefited. <laughs> there would have been way more than they do now than they did then because I just didn't know so much. Sure. But to, to, to connect with these kids and to look past the behavior, what's that about? What caused that little girl to cry when I just told her to stop talking? Right. Oh, you know, what made, and now you go to the detention center, you don't get as many tears as you get explosions occasionally. And you're like, what made them explode? It couldn't have been the fact that I just said, you can't have a piece of pizza right now. Right. It had to be something more than that. Well, it's just all of this history and all Mm -hmm. these layers. Mm -hmm. And you can't, I don't know. It's, I, I love rescue missions because they are meeting an immediate need. But for these juveniles to grow up and be successful, it's you've got to start to peel back those layers. And what I do like about the Indiana justice system is they understand that. Yes. And it's about getting services to the kids. And it's about the process. Yeah. And that is a process. Yeah. But if you stay committed to it, yep. um, it's amazing how you run into kids 
on the outs. Yep. That roll up their sleeve, ensure their five star life wristband. Yep. And and they're just saying, I I I'm getting it. Yep. Yep. It it, it, it stuck. Yep. And that that is what uh, gets you up in the morning. For sure. For sure. What what do you wish the public knew about five star life? Uh, you know, I love that question too. Uh, so, um, what I what I want everyone to hear is that it's making a difference. You know, that story, that one story illustrates those two stories about the young man who wants to go to church. It, it's making a difference. They are they are thinking differently. There's a there's a a young man that we're working with, and you know, he's probably going to get some serious time. But he said, when I asked the question to the class, you know, what difference has Five Star made with you guys? He said, you know, I could, when I first got here, it was just me, right? And now it, it affects how I behave. It, 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 like, it, he's, you know, he's still got him old, his old self that he's fighting through, right? But, He's a leader in our classroom, and it's a lot of it's because he's taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and what got him there is he understands that he's got a responsibility because of what he did, but he also wants to be a different person. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fun to see that. You spoke a second ago about like the knowledge that you had at 22. You wish you had the knowledge now to be a better teacher. Right. Um, this idea of like, as we grow old, we grow in knowledge. Right. But as we grow old, we grow in knowledge of ourselves as mm. well. Yeah. And that's what you're teaching these kids is how to grow in this knowledge of who they are. Yes. And the more we know about ourselves, the more potential and more value we can see in ourselves and who we are. And you are teaching these kids that. Yeah. And it is amazing to watch and be a part of. Well, I, I do need to tell you this. I work with a lot of people and if anybody comes in there and they're not missional, they don't last. Because, and, and what I'm noticing is, even when I was working in probation, that's what I, what's what I liked about probation, because it was a very small group of people in a couple hallways. But everybody wanted to help. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to help. And, and that's no different in, in the detention center. The people who work there do hard work. I actually have it sort of easy in the classroom, because it's very structured. Uh, in, the, in the pod, it's, it's, it's more like, have some downtime. Have some downtime, and so you yeah. got to manage different attitudes and behaviors, and and so they are doing much harder work, in my opinion. But I I appreciate the people I work with, and and their heart for the the kids as well. The last thing I like to say about five star, as far as answering that question, because I wrote this down because I mean it. I use this stuff. I have teenage kids. I use it with them, and frankly, I've used some of these the information not only to coach myself but even share with adults. It's just good material. It's just good, practical, material information to use in in everyday life. Mm. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, What's weird is I could say the same thing. It's so weird when you hear hear a message from yourself (laughs) and you're like, oh, oh, that's for me today. (laughs) Because it's just truth, right? Truth is truth. And five-star life, I tell teachers, I tell kids this all the time, we're like a mirror. Mm. And we just give you an opportunity to stop and reflect and pause. For kids, there is quite a bit of teaching. For adults, it's more just reminding. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. 
And it's just that word that's at the right time that's like, hmm, yeah, that's going to be helpful for, you know, my oldest son or whatever, you know. Because <laughs> yep. um, we all have life, but I, I love to hear that. That's one of the one of the cool things we hear all the time from the adults that are working with kids is this is changing my life. I was mm-hmm. down in Indy with Bree and Brandon last week, and we heard that from a teacher like, this is changing my life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love it. Uh, Sean, I just want to acknowledge you as a leader, as an influencer, as a hero. Um, and um, I, I just I just am in awe of your gift and what you're doing and how you're doing it and using your creativity to lead these kids and not just check the box and do a curriculum and take a paycheck, mm-hmm. but to truly transform lives. And um, it, I just wanted to, want you to share a story. Thanks for coming on. Well, thanks Keep for the amazing me. work. Appreciate it. You too. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.